Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Alyssa. Okay. I want to start off with something a little bit more serious this week. Um, I don't know how many of you guys saw, but two cast members, new cast members of Vanderpump Rules had some tweets come out that were racist and insensitive and extremely stupid. And this is something that is tough for me because not me specifically, but it's tough in general. As a big Bravo fan, you want to feel like you're getting, you know, some kind of interesting drama. You want to feel like you're able to have a fandom that you don't feel like is supporting something evil, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like in a lot of areas of my life, I I try to sort of vote with my vote with my viewership, vote with my money, all of that kind of stuff. Like I I won't stay at a hotel if like somebody's accused of sexually harassing their employees. I yep. you know, won't buy almond milk if I read an article that says it's bad for the environment. Like I'd like to live my life in a way that I can feel proud of the choices that I'm making and where I'm putting my dollars and my time. Um, I feel like on Bravo, I try to give myself a little bit of a break with that because it's something that I do to relax. And there's always going to be sort of like some problems in many areas of your life because life is complicated. Mm-hmm. But um, I I feel like we let a lot go for these shows. I You know, even just the basis of like, Teresa Judice loves Trump and I don't support his policies, but I like let it go for mm-hmm. being a fan of Real Housewives of New Jersey. And I think two things that I can't really abide by are racism and sexual assault. (laughs) And we had a sexual assault issue with Southern Charms' Thomas Ravenel, and they kicked him off the show and took it seriously, which I was proud of Bravo for. And these tweets that came out are just so upsetting and ridiculous yeah incredibly and also in excess there's like so many Uh, and I just I don't know how we can just get past that it's more Mm. than just like oh sorry that was so long ago and I made a bad judgment call Mm -hmm. so um I'm disappointed in that and I it's upsetting because Vanderpump is one of my favorite shows and I hope there's some repercussions for these stupid choices that they made. You I know? certainly f- hope so. Yeah. It's, it is, it is, a, it should be, everything is silly and, and a lot of things are fair game yeah. in terms of the drama, but it should also just be a safe space. Yeah. And like this, these are things that we shouldn't have to be tolerating. Like what you're saying, we don't have to give a pass for these the insane things yeah. that he tweeted. Um, and it is, it, it definitely gets very dark when I think about if anyone on production was aware of these things or if it was just this blind spot and nobody looked into it. Um, and I do wonder how they're going to handle the the punishment. Um, yeah. Because his season of this show has already been filmed. It's currently airing. Um, So are we not going to see him again? Is Bravo going to have some sort of announcement regarding it? What's the deal? We know that Lisa Vanderpump 
uh, has come out and apologized and yeah, is embarrassed she did the right and thing. did the right thing. So that's nice. But and I think most of the cast that we love, that mm-hmm. we've grown up with on this show, like w- are is on the side of what Lisa Vanderpump is saying. And, you know, I know those guys made a big mistake, but it's like you have a big responsibility. You know, you're on a big platform. Like, you, yeah. you shouldn't, you should just be smarter than that. You should and like, be smarter. I just, I can't imagine what person would tweet those things in the first place, but uh, I don't know. It's messed up from all sides. If, quite. And to have a, slight moment of levity regarding this terrible topic in his apology tweet he tweeted the word past as p-a-s-s-e-d no yes honey he's (laughs) sad for things he said in his past like just have your representation write the tweet you know, like, what are you doing? It, yeah. So that was, that's how far, that's how far down we are. Dumb. Dumb idiots. Also, like, Dumb idiots. I'm mad at them for, you know, they've been painting Sheena as, like, this crazy girl who's, like, obsessed with them. And she, I don't know if you saw this this week, she responded to this week's episode by screenshotting a text message with Max and mm-hmm. saying, like, I didn't just show up, he invited me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So get the fuck out of here, you racist fuckboys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Terrible, racist, ignorant fuckboys. We were having fun with Vanderpump Rules and everything was fine before these it's, guys came isn't along. Isn't it scary, too, to think that, like, people who would, would, would tweet things like this, it's so hard for me to wrap my brain around, but I have to believe that you're somebody who just fucking thinks you could get away with anything. Yeah. If you're going to be as ignorant and as fucking stupid as... Max was tweeting all of these things, and as Brett was tweet- tweeting terrible things, then to go on a show like Vanderpump, where you are given this like hall pass and you have this clout, and you could then you're encouraged to do even more of whatever the yeah. fuck you want to do. Like, let's not give this guy keys to the fucking car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's not give him any more power or any more positive reinforcement for being a complete piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So we are right. anti Max, anti Brett. Thank you very much. Bravo, if you want to apologize to us, yeah. our email is tableflippingpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, we'll take it. We we'll will. T- it. We, we so won't. whenever you want to let us know, we're here for it. Um, on a much lighter note, Charlie on Vanderpump Rules this week said that she doesn't eat pasta. <laughs> because. Because she has a theory. A personal theory. That it stacks up in you and makes you gain weight. <laughs> And you know what? I think Charlie should start her own like I Teddy Mellencamp like meal yes. service. Yes. <laughs> um, I just have a personal theory that it stacks up in you and it makes us all big. And <laughs> and Dana goes, I'm sorry, have you heard of carbs? Yeah. And then someone interrupted the conversation. It was it seemed like a scripted moment. It was too great. Because yeah. then somebody perfectly on cue just like came in and interrupted and they talked about something else. And I was like, go back to that conversation. She also said the way she said it was, never in my life have I eaten pasta. Never in my life I have I like, eaten pasta. That's kind of sad. Like, did your mom tell you not that's to eat so it? That's so sad. That's really sad. And then I <laughs> Dana asked exactly what I would have asked, which was she was like, haven't you had mac and cheese? Yeah. Like we've all had mac and cheese. Charlie. Really sad. Uh, I also did, we we saw, not only was Sheena's tweet 
uh, this week, but in person, she brought out her phone to Max and like read all of these text messages and basically had a confrontation where she was like, well, now you're a fuck boy, which I did love because man, are there times where I wish I could have sat in front of a boy and read him things that he fucking said to me. I talked about this with, uh, my lovely boyfriend, Tony recently, who is a retired fuck boy. (laughs) And he, (laughs) he talks about how it's crazy when someone is just having a, like a, a relationship, a casual sex relationship, right? You police yourself to use language with people that's still honest and still fair, but you are careful not to be misleading in that situation. Right. A situationship, that was the relationship word I was looking for. So if you're in a situationship, be aware and be considerate and toe the line and try to be a good person. Like feelings are probably going to get hurt. It's a wonky thing. You are creating the terms, but it's always wild to us when we see our friends or we see people in reality TV who are in these positions and then they use this like really emotional and like completely a romantic mm-hmm. language with people. Like use your head, be yeah. smart, be considerate. And protect yourself and this other person. So if you're going to just fuck Sheena a couple times, don't be like, I love your heart. I was so surprised by how breathtaking you looked tonight. I'll never hurt you. Like, don't do that. that. Don't say that. I don't want your empty promises. doesn't need to hear that. You know? Like, come on. It just, he's an idiot. I do like that Sheena is sort of like punching back with her platform and being like, yo, I know I'm more important than this guy and I'm not going to let him make me look like a fucking crazy person on this season because I'm not being crazy. And I'm like, yes. good for you, Sheena. That's yes. great. You know? I do like that a lot. Yeah. Um, Dana doesn't wear a bra. Yes, she does not wear a a boob prison, breast prison. <laughs> and I knew the second she said that, I was like, Alyssa's going to bring this up on the pod. Because you're always like, okay, let's talk about the nipple pasties. Yes. Let's talk about the exposed boobs. Like, Well, I'm just very interested in like, as a woman, like every other woman's level of uh, being comfortable, mm. you know, in public, there's a lot of options fashion wise as to how to, um, you know, sort of, Present your breasts. There's yes. there's a uh, like stick on bras. There's strapless bras. There's regular bras. All that kind of bras stuff. you can see. Bras there's, you're not supposed to see. Yes, and there's um you know it's sometimes you'll get an outfit that you want to make work and it's just like a little too risque for your personal boundaries. And I guess Dana, like for me, I'm the kind of person who feels like I'm embarrassing. Uh, my friends if I am not wearing a bra you know like Mm. it's just too sheer too much to see but Dana is at work every single day not wearing a bra so you know I kind of wish I was more like her I know I I was so aggressively a 24-7 bra wearer like my mom and my grandma would point out that I would like sleep in my bra some people sleep in their bra some people sleep in their bra Oprah once said it helps make them stay perky Chelsea Handler said the same thing okay well there you go but then I once I I, in the past couple years and it obviously had to do a lot with Kendall Jenner, I was like, you know what? Some outfits are very cool without a bra and I bet they're friggin' comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I took some risks and it was fun. Uh, hashtag free the nipple. But I will say (laughs) I, I agree. I would never put myself in a position where I was like overly showing the nipple situation too much. It's always in like something very thick and like black Black. and like, like I have a deep V shirt. I really love that you can't wear a bra with, but man, they are secure everything. It's like, it's almost like the top itself is kind of like a sports bra, Mm -hmm. but the shirts that they're wearing at Sir are just like t-shirts. And I feel, I would feel very exposed and like, 
Ugh. But good for her. She's rocking it. Hey, I, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I didn't think it was fair that the girls could be like mean to her about it. Yeah. Like, like oh, isn't it weird? She doesn't wear it. But like every, like, let, it, let a girl let be. It, let, whatever you got to do to get through the sir uniform process. Yeah. Um, on Real Houses of Atlanta, they had a really sweet storyline where Eva, who's talked about um, how her ex that she had a baby with, is abusive and she's had to have restraining orders and all these things. And she's since remarried and had a couple kids with this uh, new guy that she just married recently. Um, he adopted her oldest daughter mm-hmm. and they all have the same last name now. Yeah. And they had, they showed them going to court together and Eva was like very nervous that her ex would come would and object to it. Um, I don't know. I found myself very emotional. I <laughs> loved it. And I love seeing, I mean, specifically on these shows, I love seeing uh, when a husband is like championing his wife mm-hmm. because we see we see all ends of the spectrum in terms of like the role that men play in the real housewives lives and i loved that not only was he doing this really grand and wonderful gesture so generous and kind I loved how he handled her nerves that day like she was very nervous and there was even a little part of me that was like you don't have to be this nervous Mm -hmm. but he had so much patience with her and was being so sweet and helpful and just like kind of everything you want your partner to be Mm -hmm. because I that's a challenge if you come in with a family and you're or you're marrying somebody that already has kids my family is like that I think a lot of families are and there's still issues that come up with expectations versus reality. So it was nice to see this on TV. Yeah. And she was so cute. Uh, their last name's Sterling. Yeah. She was like, now she gets to be the Sterling. And she was the first one. Yeah. she's the oldest daughter. Oh, I loved it. That was really, really cool. Sweet. Um, okay. On Real Housewives of New Jersey this week, a lot of stuff has happened that I feel like is good, interesting uh, oh, conversation Jesus. to unpack. Um the first thing that I wanted to talk about is Dolores Catania, I feel like has been such a good friend to Teresa Judice. Agreed. So they're both from Patterson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Dolores Catania, for those of you guys who don't watch, she sort of has known Teresa Judice since they were kids and they grew up together and she's seen her in her marriage to Joe Judice and has seen her like mature into the woman that she is and the mother of four who's like sort of fighting for her family on her own at this point. And Dolores, I mean, what I like about Dolores is that she truly accepts Teresa for who she is and respects her limits and can speak to her in her language, Mm -hmm. you know? So she's never going to expect Teresa to do something that just wouldn't be within her character. Yep. Um, Which I think is a great place to start with any relationship. Mm -hmm. And then she's also sort of pushing the boundaries. Like she considers herself very old school Italian. So there's a lot of like traditional values that she's very upfront about. But at the same time, she's being very progressive by telling Teresa like, Hey, does your prenup protect your money? I loved that. You've been taking care of these girls, not him. Like, you know, like all, like putting in her ear, like you're a powerful, strong woman and expect to protect yourself in this situation. I love that she, in that same conversation, yeah, love the protect your own shit and don't forget it. But I also love that she seemed to be someone who wasn't really prescribing any kind of advice. Mm -hmm. She was just like, I'm here for you no matter what, but be prepared for anything to happen. Yeah. Like she clearly 
gets that there's a lot of outcomes. They yeah. could get divorced. They could stay together. They could there's they could go live in Italy. They could do this long distance thing. But she's like, whatever happens, like be prepared, yeah. be smart. And she's not influencing her in any, any way, which is the sign of a good friend. And I think it's a very tough situation to be in because how do you talk about these things? Like her, your friend's husband is in jail. Like your yeah. friend was in jail. They've got these kids, but such good advice. Yeah. And be she like, no, also, you get your ducks in a row, Teresa. Yeah. And she also said um, later on when Jennifer made a comment, like, I feel like a man has to be smarter than a woman because if I was with someone that I was smarter than, I mean, like, that's just so backwards. She's like, if I was with someone that I was smarter than, I'd be like, that guy's an idiot and I can't be attracted to him. And Dolores just, like, calmly in the background goes, no men are smarter than any women. And I was like, (laughs) I hear you, Dolores. No men are smarter than any women. (laughs) Very good. Yeah, I do. I love her. I love her. So it's funny you bring her up to the point. I usually watch it uh, Thursday mornings before Mm -hmm. we come and do this. And sometimes Tony will be around. And the other day he goes, you really like her, huh? Because I'll be like, that's Dolores. And I, like, love Dolores. Anytime she has a talking head, I'm like, yes, I love her. I also love her. I mean, her dad was the uh, chief of police in Patterson, New Jersey, which has the highest crime rate in like the East Coast. Oh my God. Yeah. So I think her family saw some shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Dolores Catania, like a uh, biopic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I also wanted to highlight this little moment that Teresa Judice was talking about how she uses working out to like combat stress, right? Mm-hmm. And one of her daughters, Melania, who I think is the second oldest. Melania, yeah, we've really seen like Melania grow up and go through a lot of teenage angst and go through a lot of different phases and really struggle with not having her dad there. And Teresa just made this comment in her interview like, Melania came to me and said, mom, I want to be healthy. Can I come exercise with you? And she was like, I never wanted to force her to exercise or put that on her. But because she asked me to participate, like it's something we share. And I was like, I think that's such a healthy way to go about this because I think so many people struggle with like not wanting to create body images or body image issues for their daughters and to see Teresa be really sensitive to that I thought was like extremely cool yeah especially in a family that's on camera all the time yeah. and like it's got to be you have more of those like kind of vanity obstacles that are going to come up in terms of parenting mm-hmm. so I did think that was tight yes all right let's talk about this whole Jackie Jennifer money situation <laughs> yeah um, man did it make me mad okay so This is, I'm going to say what's going on in this episode, but then there's a little bit of an interesting background from last season to this. So Jennifer Aiden is the wife of a plastic surgeon. She's very traditional. Her family is Turkish. Is Mm -hmm. that what it is? And she's very showy and like very famously last season was all about showing off how she had the biggest house in Paramus or whatever the fuck. She has like 16 bathrooms or something. And her house looks like a, it looks like a, castle. It looks like a palace. Now, Jackie, uh, a little bit more simple and like aesthetic wise. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know until this season that her family is pretty wealthy and she has family money. And so it was revealed in this episode that she actually has a prenup to protect her assets from her husband. Like he basically married into a lot of money by marrying her. Mm -hmm. Um, They're at her Hamptons house. um, And then Jennifer just, I think she was mostly taken aback by this because Jackie doesn't really show that in a lot of ways that the other housewives do. And then um, Jennifer just starts asking every question under the sun about, 
how much money does she have? And like the logistics of buying property and like, how does her husband feel about not having as much money and all this kind of stuff? Um, and it was divisive and like people, you know, they, they really came to Jackie's defense, which is interesting because she's previously been picked on. Yeah. But I think this was such a, she, Jennifer was being so rude and yeah. it's not that you can't talk about money with friends. Mm-hmm. And I think there was some points Jennifer had of like, I, I just, I, I want to know about real yeah. estate. Like I want to know about you're making money off of this property. Like that's interesting. And mm-hmm. that's, but that's a different conversation than going, well, who has more money? You or your husband. And Jennifer would be like, it's our money. Yeah. Like, so, and you're, you're talking about two people who are speak a different language when it comes to money because every family is different and it's like, not everybody speaks that same language. So Jennifer is coming from a house where like, no, this is everything that comes into our household belongs to me and my husband. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer's household is like, this is my husband's, but then he gives me the the Amex and lets me buy whatever I want. So you're saying Jackie is saying, you said Jennifer twice. So I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I just want to clarify. Jackie's saying that this is our family money. Yes. Um, and then Jennifer is basically, she has to ask her husband permission to spend his money, even though she contributes to the family unit by raising the kids and being traditional stay at home mother. Yeah. And so I think that's why Jennifer is having a tough time communicating with Jackie about it because she thinks, I think that Jennifer believes she's playing a really big role in, in her family, which she is in her family and the, and how they spend it. But it was like so wild to her right. that Jackie could have all of this money and not be talking about it all the and time also, and spending it all the time. Yeah, and she the big argument they got into, which I think is interesting, and I wonder if they'll do flashbacks next episode. Um, Jennifer was being very critical of the way Jackie threw a birthday party for her kids. Like she was like, you just got pizza and cake and like didn't even take the toys out of an Amazon box basically. And Jennifer was like, I want to make memories for my kids and all this kind of stuff. And Jackie was like, my kids don't care about that. All they want is pizza and cake. And they're going to remember like being with their friends and family. Now, last season, Jackie as a column, this is a word I cannot say. Columnist? Columnist. Nailed it. (laughs) Um, for their local newspaper wrote an article after visiting Jennifer's house about how much is too much spoiling your spoiling kids. Spoiling your kids. Yeah. And basically like broke down, like is having an indoor um, basketball court, like spoiling your children. Like, mm-hmm. are you ruining your kids by raising them this way? Yeah. And she's like clearly doing the complete opposite. Um, and I feel like Jennifer must think, wait a second, like you guys were came to her defense when she like did this takedown of how I'm raising my children. And now like I find out all this information about how much money she fucking has and she's going to point the finger about how I'm spoiling my kids. Like no hmm. way, like no way is this going without me causing a big fight about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It is interesting that that didn't come up already. Yeah. I think they're getting really hung up on, and I know I got hung up on this, that Jennifer just accused Jackie of being cheap, mm-hmm. which seemed just like kind of a mean name calling thing to do in this situation. Cause obviously you're just talking about people who have different values when it comes to spending their money. But she was kind of accusing Jackie like, well, it's crazy that you had us over to your house and you didn't like feed us. Mm-hmm. And like, you're, so you're being cheap and it's cost like at the cost of your what your friendships or your reputation or what and she's like and then she go i just feel sorry for you that you're like not living your life mm-hmm. and like 
so in, I, I think she's really fighting in the wrong way about it because mm-hmm. she could be making the point that you're making, right? Which is like, hey, if we're going to have a candid conversation about how to raise our kids with the resources we have, let's do it. I think that this th- this is what I judge about your birthday party and yada, yada. But just to like call her cheap was, I don't think the right word and kind of mean. Also not, sorry to be this person all the time, but uh, it's also not a good look because Jackie's the only Jewish person in the group, you know? Mm. And that's like a stereotype and I'm Jewish and I've brought up things like this through sort of Jewish binoculars (laughs) on the podcast before, but I was, and I've actually heard a couple other people on other podcasts talk about you know, calling saying da- Jackie's so different from all of them when they're mo- almost oh. old school Italian Catholic. Yeah, you know, it, it's not necessarily a good luck look. I think. Do I think Jennifer's trying to be anti-Semitic? No. Do yeah. I think that? It's something she should be sensitive to and be aware of, probably. Yeah, well, you know? and Je- the way Jennifer is also represents a different culture from the Italians on yes. the show by being this, like, very traditional Turkish person. And she talks a lot about, like, basically being in a borderline arranged marriage yeah. and, like, her mom forcing her to be with somebody who had money and, like, kind of exposing some weird stereotypes about that culture mm-hmm. sort of um and doesn't seem really sensitive to that mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that she sometimes isn't even doing her own the best pr for her own culture and so i think she's going to be the first person who's probably going to be really insensitive <laughs> about jackie being jewish yeah um i also i i loved when melissa chimed in and was like Hey, this argument is stupid. Yeah. And by the way, guess whose kids are going to be set up for life? Yeah. Fucking Jackie's kids. Not only are they going to have money put away from them, but they're probably not going to be assholes. Yeah. And sorry, this is so judgmental because they're children, but they really, Jennifer's kids do look like jerks. And they, they, uh, yeah. they off, they're just like, they, they showed that one scene last year where they're in a su- sushi restaurant and her kids are screaming and eating with their hands and running around and like, Kids will be kids and it's fine, but I... Her daughter also has like full on called her crying on when she was away on a trip and been like, will you buy me a toy if I stop crying? And it's like, okay. Yeah. So (laughs) there's some problems in that. So (laughs) for... And I think it's tough when... Jennifer will cite like, well, I have the money. I You only live once. I want to spend it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you got to have discipline. Listen, I've got a dog now and I get that it's hard. (laughs) It's hard to be a mom and you want to give them all the toys and you want to give them the world, but you just like can't have them peeing on the carpet for the rest of their life because you don't want to yell at them. I do like how Melissa has been sort of trying to use humor to like diffuse all the situations. Like she finds the funny and like how, you know, worked up everyone gets about stuff all the time. And Mm. she was trying to throw herself under the bus being like, I just threw like a birthday where every single cup was like solid gold, you know? Yeah, yeah. She was like, I'm She's an like, idiot I'm who an spent idiot. thousands yeah. of dollars on my birthday party. Yeah. And I and I see it's it's one of those things I talk to uh my older brother about this a lot where we'll be like, you know what? If we were ever millionaires, there's still I would still really shop the way that I shop yeah. now. I would be getting a lot of my stuff at Target and like I it's hard to imagine having this like crazy lifestyle change because your priorities would be the same. But also I am a, I like friggin' love a party and I know (laughs) I would want to do, I would be the Melissa and throw myself a big birthday party. I think I would be more of the Jackie and like my kids would be fine having a a pizza party and like you want to, you just want whatever's going to make them happy. I would be somewhere in between Jackie's pizza party and Kim's Candyland party for North. That was like a million dollar birthday party. Like not going to do that. But 
I just thought it was so, I really thought it was very mean and unfounded for Jennifer to be so I think she was also hostile. Like, she was pretty wasted, right? Was she wasted when she came back yeah, from shopping? Yeah, because they were doing the tequila shot. Oh, yeah. And I guess she was caught off guard because she went to the bathroom. And then when they sat down, they were like, so you think that Jackie's cheap? Yeah. Also, Mark. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was just like, yeah. Margaret threw her under the bus. Whatever. They all know what they're doing. I just was like... I really can't believe she's getting so far. Like, she's not reading the room at all. No. She's not going, oh, shit. Like, I might ask somebody, like, oh, my God, you have more properties? How many properties do you have? Like, where mm-hmm. are your, you know, where do you have property? That's so cool. Kind of, like, where do you get to travel with your family question? I don't think yeah. that's necessarily rude. But if people started to get weird about it, like, oh, those are her investments, I'd be like, oh, she doesn't want to talk she about money. Talk about it. Yeah. And then I would stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Her just, like, going for it, going for it. Do you think, I think that maybe to... Jennifer is coming from a place of she has so much money. She lives such a luxurious lifestyle that she almost thinks she's the authority in the group Mm -hmm. on having boatloads of cash. Yeah. So it's her stepping and being like, no, I am the money captain. I need to gather all the data. Like, I didn't know that this was a thing. Mm -hmm. So how much money do you have? Where are your properties? What's going on? Her taking that video for her husband was like so gossipy and gross. I hated that. Like, I guess I can relate. There's some things where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I like wish my boyfriend or my friend or my yeah. mom could see this and you want to like take a video. But it felt really, it was, she's just had a lot of malintent about the whole thing, I thought. Yeah, I'm excited to see Melissa fight her next week. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I was like, let's do this. Yeah. Oh, so great. So crazy. Um, all right. Well, this week we have an episode with my good friend, Melanie Boysaw, who's a writer on the show Blackish, and she's come in to talk about Kim Richards with us. And yes. it's great. There's a lot to unpack. She's one of the OG Beverly Hills housewives. And uh, it was so great to have Melanie on. So I hope you guys enjoy. Can I tell you one thing before we transition? Yes. Today I saw Adrian Grenier at a, at a coffee shop and he had a fanny pack. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is our interview with Melanie. (laughs) Wow. Hello. Okay, today I'm so excited to have my good friend Melanie Boysaw on the podcast. Uh, Three things I want to say about Melanie for her intro. The first is that she (laughs) plays on my basketball team and she loves to block the shit out of people and it's awesome. The second is that... One time we went to dinner at Tallulah's and some random stranger pulled Melanie aside and said, your makeup is flawless, which is a moment I've never forgotten. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Your makeup is flawless. Thank you. And the third is that she's a writer on the show Blackish, which is an equally big deal. Huge so, deal. Yes. Welcome to the pod, Melanie. Thank you for having me. What an introduction. I, you know, uh, I'm a big fan. What can I say? Um, today we're going to talk about Kim Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, I always like to start by asking people how they came to reality TV, how they how you got into Bravo. Do you want to give us a little background on your... Because you're like, you go hard. You watch like almost every single show on Bravo. Yeah. 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 I'm a longtime viewer. Um, <laughs> I guess like with Bravo specifically, my dad is a really big Bravo I fan. I love that. <laughs> wow. Um, how did that happen? You know, I mean, partially my dad doesn't like to leave the house, so that's a little bit of... <laughs> Yeah. So he spends a lot of time watching TV, mm-hmm. and he likes pop culture and drama and stuff. So that's awesome. He's just always like really been into it. So we bonded over that a lot when I was growing up. 
And then, of course, like, I watched all the MTV reality shows and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was a natural transition, I think. Um, and then also, like, when I went to college, um, I went up in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was missing home so much, I would just, like, watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians to, like, yeah. <laughs> get <laughs> shots of Los Angeles. Yeah, because yeah. you're from the Valley, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sherman cool. Oaks. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I don't know. It's always been, because so much of it's filmed here that, like, it feels... It's always been like a tether to home for yeah. me a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and today we're going to talk about Kim Richards as sort of like a crazy aunt figure. Um, <laughs> I think Kim Richards is like proof that this show isn't manufactured. Like, no. she yeah. bears it all. You yeah. know, that first season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is the one that I always tell people to start at if they haven't seen Real Housewives before because yeah. I think it's like. It's such a good primer of, like, silliness, having fun, luxury, but also, you know, deep family dynamics. Yeah, for sure. Like, addiction. Yeah. (laughs) There's even, like, a murder-suicide in that first season that doesn't have to do with Kim Richards, but it's in there, and it's shocking. (laughs) Um, So I, I, I really appreciate her, like, just being her honest self, especially because she is an actress, and she could, like sort of put up a facade if she wanted to, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and also, I think she lives in Westlake Village, which is where I'm from, like, close to where I'm from. Yeah, she definitely did for a period. Yeah. She might still be there. She also was, like, arrested for trying to steal stuff at Target in Westlake Village. $600 yeah. worth. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures of what she tried to steal? No, what did she try to steal? Well, first of all, it's before she had a grandkid, and it was, like... Just toys, like Lisa Frank shit and, like... Wait, is it okay to curse or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Lisa Frank stuff (laughs) and, like, just toys. Toys and toys. And I just don't know what she's thinking. Who was it for? I don't don't think she explained. Wow. (laughs) But she apparently... Her method was she went in with one cart, got a bunch of stuff, put it in, like, reusable bags, then left, and then got a second cart and was just taking both carts through the store <laughs> and then just left with the second cart and the thought that nobody was going to notice. That's crazy. It's, it's so, tough. that's such a strange thing to do. That must be like yeah. a Winona Ryder type thing. Yeah. yeah. Or like a, like I just finished the second season of Succession, like a cat, uh-huh. like stealing to feel alive rather than stealing because you need Lisa Frank's stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be that. Yeah, it's um, not so much about what she was stealing; it was the thrill. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I so what are some moments that like really stand out to you about Kim Richards? Like, what are your favorite, most memorable things? Mm. Um, I mean, for sure, the first one is that limo scene with yes. her and Kyle. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I I feel because I went back for the podcast and I rewatched the first few oh, seasons. Oh, very good. And. Uh, the first season, I feel like there's hints that the two of them are having issues a yes. little bit, but they never, like, quite get into it, and you can tell they're not... They're just scratching the surface a little bit, mm-hmm. and everything seems okay there, but then last episode, it just... Shit flies off the handle, yeah. in a way, where it got very real, and I just remember watching that when it was... When it came out, and just feeling like, this is this a different is kind of houseway. Yeah, this is, like, the shit that we yeah. want to yeah. see. Yeah. This is what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's when she's like, you stole my house. Yes. And she's like, Kim, you're a liar and an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. And are like, oh, it makes sense. Her behavior makes so much sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the house thing is interesting, too, because they never exactly explain, like, 
it's hard to tell with Kyle and Kim. Like, I don't have a sister, so for me, right. it's interesting to watch them as sisters and how their, like, dynamic is. Yeah, it's... we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a sister, and Taylor doesn't have a sister. Mm-hmm. And one thing we've tried to dissect is, like, if you grow up with a sister, are you more comfortable getting naked in front of other women? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep going with what you were saying. I'm sure. Real academic discussion. Yeah. <laughs> These are hard-hitting questions. Um... Yeah, so it's just interesting seeing their dynamic play out because it's such a, like, vicious relationship, but then, like, also fiercely loyal and loving. And I don't know. It's just every season I feel like it gets more and more complicated. So something about it's always been very interesting to me to watch. The three of them. So for those of you that don't know, um, the Richard sisters, they have a third sister named Kathy who is mm. actually a Hilton. She married yep. into the Hilton mm-hmm. family, so their niece is Paris Hilton. Yeah. And there's a lot of like sort of background chatter about what the Hilton family thinks of mm-hmm. the you know Kyle and Kim being on Real Houses of Beverly Hills, which is also like a darkness that I'm very interested in. It <laughs> seems like a hard family to like win everybody yeah. over and, yes you know like you can't make everyone which is also already there in any family yeah and this one has this kind of like these socialite tensions and expectations mm-hmm. and yes. they're judging each other for being on this reality show and and they're also so close with the kardashians too yeah because kim so what is the what is the connection there i guess Kim Kardashian was Paris's like best friend, obviously, but yeah. it seems like Kris Jenner and Kathy and the other girls, they probably just know each other from old Hollywood or something. Yeah, I think, so Faye Resnick and Kyle, and right. especially Kyle, but Kim a little bit too. The morally corrupt Faye Resnick. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, they're really close, so I think, and then she's obviously best friends with like Kim Rich, like she was in that OJ FX thing. Yes. Um, so a little background for, sorry, we're, you know, we're diving into so many different worlds here. <laughs> Faye Resnick is a good friend with Kyle. She's like an interior designer who yeah. like styled all of Kyle's homes. But she also was like involved in the OJ and Nicole Brown situation. Yeah, she was best friends with Nicole Brown, yes. as was Chris Jenner. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so in the first season of Vander or sorry, of Real Houses of Beverly Hills, Camille Grammer, another world that you should dive into, calls <laughs> Faye Resnick the morally corrupt Faye Resnick because of her involvement in the OJ situation. Yes, yeah. and also because she posed for Playboy like right after. Yes, the whole thing <laughs> yeah. happened, which was... she like capitalized on the publicity of her friend getting murdered. Was yes. the take I think? Yeah, which was which if was. I get murdered. You can do Playboy. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah, you're welcome. Like, it's hard out here. Record. You just yeah. have to make a living. You know. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so Kyle and Kim are related to that whole world, which is very interesting. I rewatched some of the first season where Kim is talking about how the first time, like, Paris was becoming known as, like, a socialite. She claims that the paparazzi were shouting her name, Kim's name, (laughs) over Paris's name, and Paris was confused. And she was like, I was a socialite here first, sweetie, and I was like, I don't think... I don't think so. Being an escape to which mountain makes you a socialite. No. (laughs) No, um, she is like she's the only one on any of these shows that my stepdad knows, and that's not a great sign. <laughs> His <laughs> finger is not exactly on the pulse. Of, like, <laughs> if 
pop culture. <laughs> I see. Okay, I also saw that she like had a little part in the movie Black Snake Moan. Yeah, <laughs> Do you I remember saw that. that. I never saw the movie, but I was like, it's what a could wild she movie. If you watch it now, I'm sure it would be like this is extremely problematic. It's called Black, <laughs> Black Snake, Snake Moan. Moan. It was Christina Ricci and Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. and mm-hmm. he like I don't know. There's something about her being like a nymphomaniac, and oh, he has to like chain no. her up in his house for like her own good. It's crazy, and yeah, I think Kim no. plays some sort of like white trash like checker who's like her family member i'm not sure i haven't seen the movie in a really long time but it's a strange choice it's a shocking it's a shocking (laughs) career move honestly um so let's get into like some of i mean there's so many highlights from kim richards i rewatched the amsterdam lisa renna Mm -hmm. fight which i want to unpack there's the bunny scene Mm -hmm. there's the you know pizza gate where like brandy glanville is trying to take her out of the you know it's just like eileen's game night yeah, mm-hmm. her whole, her whole, all of her moments seem to circle around this battle with addiction, which is, like, very difficult and real, I think. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is, I think, Kyle desperately trying to protect her from showing too much on camera, and Kim insisting that she, like, has her own free will and can make her own decisions for herself. Right. Would you agree with that? I mm-hmm. totally agree with that. I don't, I don't think I've ever had it, that's very... Exactly what's happening because you see the debate within Kyle of wanting Kim to be a part of the show and being like, This is good for you. Yeah. Like, right. This could really help you. This could help you make money in a good way. You don't have to steal shit from Target. Like, <laughs> yeah. it could help you. And I think, I feel like if I, I'm, I, I might think if I'm Kim, excuse me, Kyle, that being on camera might help her sister pull her shit together a little bit more. Yeah. And then to have the opposite happen and have her spiral more when she is on camera. If you're Kim, you would be, excuse me, Kyle. They Who named that? I know. <laughs> Kim, Kathy, Girl, Kyle. Uh, yeah, Kim, yeah, Kathy, yeah. Kyle. But if you had a hot mess of a sister and you put her on this show thinking it would help her pull her shit together and the opposite happened, it would be so frustrating. And I think we see that in those fights when Kim is just, like, freaking out and Kyle's like, please pull your shit together. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because I also I read this. It's a Daily Mail article, so I don't know how true it is. But this is the Bible, though. You know, <laughs> like this, you take what you can get in yeah. this world. <laughs> They're still journalists. Um, I I was reading about their background because they always again like allude to like their mother and yes, they seem to have a lot of love for their mother, but she yes. was clearly like a crazy stage, yeah, like mom. stage mom, really yeah. crazy yeah. stage mom, yeah, and really pushed them to marry rich people. Like yes. she, so I guess Kim, which two of them did, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you mean Kyle and Kathy? Yeah. 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 Well, Kim did too. Initially. Like Monty, the guy who passed right. away. Right. That's super sad. Oh my god. So sad. But he was. He had Pretty like well. a good amount of money, oh, like I back in the that. day. And her first daughter was with him. And then she cheats on him with an even richer guy, this billionaire guy, part of the Davis family. And yeah. that's who she had her son and other daughter with. And um, then after that, they kind of break things off because her, his family didn't like her and. All of it is, like, wrapped up in, like, their mother being really hard to be around, too. And, like, the family's not liking her mother. And her mother pushing her to go richer and richer with the wow. husbands. According to the Daily Mail. So, I think it's so interesting. And you see this in Kim in the in the pilot. She talks about, you know, the, the Richard sisters seem to have, like, a complicated relationship with their mother. But they put her on such a pedestal. Yeah. Like, Kyle's big thing is, like, on her mom's deathbed. She was like, do you need to take care of your sister, Kim? Yeah. Yeah. And, which is a weird... Which is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, like, kind of insulting to Kim. Like, if I see that and I'm Kyle's older sister, yeah. I'm like, I'm good. You know? Right. <laughs> like, I've got, I've got this under control. Yeah. But at that point, it's there's been so many wake-up calls for Kim, right? Yeah. Like, there's how many people in your life can be like, 
like, you're fucking up. Like, we all are worried about you. We're stressed. How can we help? And she's, it's like, and the, finally your mom doing this and mm-hmm. telling your younger sister to take care of you. It's like, it, it seems like her responses to all of those wake-up calls are not good. No, no. She's just all over the place. One of the interesting things about her is that she appears in a lot of ways to need so much help from her sister. Yeah. But at the same time, she can, like, viciously attack somebody. Oh, my God. You know? like Crazy. In the Amsterdam scene, so the background to this scene, Lisa Renna, who is definitely a potster, but <laughs> likes to keep her fingerprints off of things, I would say. She is sort of triggering Kim by insinuating that it's hard for her to be around Kim because she lost a sister to alcoholism, right? right? And this is after Kim has said, please just don't talk about my sobriety. Right. Which I think is a fair request. Yeah. And so Rena is doing the Rena thing by trying to be like, I'm not talking about your sobriety. I'm talking <laughs> about why your sobriety triggers me right. because of my sister's situation. And then Kim just like cuts her down in a way that I've never seen Lisa Rinna cut down before. (laughs) She basically, I guess, tries to out Harry Hamlin as being gay or something. We're still unclear on that. I would love to hear any intel that you have on that because I still, like, I tried to research that and I haven't seen, like, a solid fan theory. And she just... I mean, she calls Eileen a beast. Like, she doesn't need help defending herself, you know? And she's, like, she's real quick on the anorexia jabs with Rena, like... Which is also now that we see her daughter, Rena's daughter, like, struggling with anorexia, like... Kim knew exactly what the fuck she was talking oh, about there. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just think it's so interesting that, like, Kim is simultaneously viewed as this person who needs so much support and so much protection, right. but can also really, like, fend for herself in a way, you yeah. know? Well, it's interesting with her, because it's weird with Kyle and especially Kathy, because I feel like I don't know how much of them worrying about Kim and taking care of Kim is for Kim's benefit yeah. and how much of it is for don't embarrass the family and me any more than you already have. Yes. Because um, I don't know, like with Kyle, I, I think she loves her sister just because you have to love your sister, but it doesn't feel like a like I'm worried about you from a loving place sometimes. It feels a little bit like you've already caused so much damage and like my family, my husband pays for you and she yes. says treats you like a second wife. Like... I can't deal with anymore because it falls back on her, you know? And Kathy, there's a weird thing with Kathy on the show because every time she pops in, she seems very above it all and kind of rude. Like, she was really rude at the dress fitting for her, for Kim's daughter, her wedding dress fitting. Yes, yeah. Um, But she just kind of swoops in and acts like she's, you know, this queen. And then Kim at the Amsterdam thing. Um, said to Kyle, like, Kathy would never do this to me. She'd, like, she'd protect me. Yes. She'd stand up for me. And I'm like, would she? Because she's never around. <laughs> yeah. she? she seems like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, Kathy does seem like she thinks this is all, like, their silly little reality show. Right. But it's like, your daughter's literally famous for, like, showing, you know, her, like, <laughs> waxed vagina. You know? Yeah. Like, I, like, the uh, the low-cut jeans that Paris Hilton used to wear and the amount of, like, pubic bone I w- that she just would right. show back in the day. And, which is, like, great. Like, Congratulations! I'm glad you have a little businesswoman on your hands, but don't like look down on Bravo because no. it's not so different, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, let's talk about Kim Richards' dog. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Bentley, right? I think so. Uh, Kim was, like, in love with this dog. She didn't have a man in her life. It seemed like she put a lot of emotional weight on the relationship with the dog. (laughs) She had been through some trauma with that weird guy who, like, trapped her in a hotel room. You remember that? Oh, my God, yeah. Um, And then, you know... The dog was a little crazy during filming, and you could see that it wasn't well-trained. It was like a pit bull, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, didn't it end up, like, biting somebody? It bit Kyle's daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Kyle was like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she was like, I'm not going to bring this up. Like, I can't. Yeah, we saw, like, a crazy... Didn't, like, a dog trainer come to the house, mm-hmm. and the class went horrible, <laughs> yeah. and, like, Kim was just a, such a mess, like, yeah. also not really being able to function. It was almost like the trainer was, like, trying to help train her, <laughs> yeah. too, and she was not responding well. No. Like, of all the dogs she could have chosen, why would you choose the most difficult breed to, like, rein in? Yeah. I don't know. You just could have gotten a little thing, like, something. Yeah. yeah. She just doesn't choose, even with the guy, like Ken, her boyfriend on the show. Right. For that one season. Just, like, terrible choices, just <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah. I think Brandy called him, He said she said he looked like a gay bulldog, or Bet Mastiff. A yeah. A gay Mastiff, yeah. that guy. He, I, I just don't, it's like she kind of like craves trouble all the time. She's mm-hmm. just, and even like the last season she was on, her and Brandy get really close and then she's not on the show anymore. Like, right. Brandy is like the worst person you could choose <laughs> to be your like confidant. Oh, yeah. Brandy is truly chaos, but maybe oh. Kim is also chaos, you she know? Is. I have a quick Brandy side story, Tell which them. is that I was at uh, the Grove a couple months ago mm-hmm. with a couple of my girlfriends and I went into the... A Brandy Melville store. Okay. And I went in and I was like, I've never been here before. Like, wow. there's some cute things. And I was with my friend Emma and I was like, this doesn't really seem like Brandy, right? Like, this brand. Oh, I fully thought that the store was Brandy Glanville's store. And my friend Emma was like, what do you What do you mean? And I was like, well, she's kind of this, like, kind of messy bitch, right? And this is, like, a really preppy, like, weird sort of store. Yeah. And she was like, how do you know Brandy Melville? And I was like, uh, duh, Real Housewives. And she was like, no, you're so stupid. You could wow. not be more stupid. And then once I realized that's what I was thinking. I was like, it would be, it is crazy that I have never heard about Brandy Glanville's store at oh the Grove. I was just doing that math in my head poorly. So I would go to that store. That would be like my first stop every time I was going to Vegas is Brandy Glanville's store. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, she's just ready to go. Like, we need that store, time, Brandy, you know? if you're listening. Yeah. Way this, better than Kyle by Aileen, too. Oh, for yeah. Sure. That, have you ever walked into one of those? Um, I walked past it. I used to, my doctor used to be over there, so okay. I would, like, walk past it. It's just, it's not what you want. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you want. No, like, even on the show when she shows it, she, like, is thrilled that they just got these pink leather jackets in, and I'm yeah. like, this is, like, your yeah. crown jewel of your store. I live very close to, I think it's called Asa, that, which one of the characters on, like, the Shaws of Sunset oh, yeah, owns. Yeah. It's literally, like, and I feel like Kyle Richards would love the store. <laughs> it's literally, like, um, $1,000, like, rainbow rhinestone beach caftan. And I'm just like, I think the whole store is like purely fans of the show because there's it does not fit with the rest of the aesthetic of Abbott Kinney. No, it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. Kyle's store. Every time I'd walk past, the mannequins would be in caftans. Like it could be December and it yeah. would be caftan season. Yeah, exactly. Um, and she does the caftans like from the beginning of Beverly Hills. Like, yeah, constantly. Yeah, it never yeah. evolved. Has Kim ever had like a business endeavor? 
No. I don't think right? so, right? What would be no, a good business so. endeavor for Kim Richards? Oh, my God. Well, you know what's funny? You mentioned that. I did see very recently, because Kyle posted it on her Instagram, and I follow Kyle, mm-hmm. that Kim was doing a promo for um, some dental, like, basically reconstructive surgery. Oh, okay. Like, very, oh. very, she had this doctor that she spoke wonders of. And the before and after of her teeth is great. She mm-hmm. has, it, it's very nice. Um, and my parents work in the dental industry. I'm a big teeth snob, oh. so I did like it. But what's so sad about it, so mean of me to even point out, is it's like this close-up on her mouth, and she's wearing like what looks like some sort of bad off-brand Kylie lip kit. Oh, so it's like you can't even really look at the pictures of her teeth because the smile, the lipstick is so bad, and then the actual way she smiles is so funny it's and tough. rectangular. Like yeah. the way she smiles on the show yeah. is like... So her bottom lip has so much tension, and she's talking so funny. Yeah. So it's um, it's a great and terrible ad. It's uh, it's just yeah. a mess. You can't go with a matte lipstick and a dental ad. No, go it's blast. all cracked yeah. and crazy. Yeah, it's that's like insanity. I don't know. That's really bad. Yeah, um, Instagram presence in general is a hot mess. Is it? I haven't seen it. What's it like? It's a lot of like not great lighting selfies of her and. I think most recently she posted this, like, she has a TikTok, apparently, which oh. I'm shocked by. But she she filmed a TikTok with her and her other, like, middle-aged girlfriends to some, I don't know what the song is, but it's about putting your hair in a bun, basically. And so it's just them dancing around and, like, putting their hair into buns real quick. Oh, it's my God. the most, like, manic out. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> she should do one of those. She has so many good moments and, like, meme-worthy things. Yeah. I think she should just start, like, a little Etsy of Herself. things that she's said and done yeah. and, like, b- bank in on that, you know? For sure. Somebody, I forget who it is, but somebody in the Bravo universe took, this is so fucked up and funny took a picture of Kim's dog that I think eventually either either had to be given away or put down yeah. and had Patricia Alshul from Southern Charm mm-hmm. make it into like she does a business where she like takes pictures of people's dogs and prints them on things right. and made it into like a caftan <laughs> and oh that's my genius God. and if Kim Richards herself was selling that kind right. of shit I would buy all of it Right? Yeah. She's she's not capitalizing. She's not a businesswoman. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of Etsy shops that are making lots of money off of her yeah. sayings on shirts and candles and cards, and she's not banking on any of that. What do we think about... Um, so, again, Rinna and Kim Richards had this feud, and there was a an iconic moment in a reunion where Rinna had given Kim a bunny for her... <laughs> first grandchild's baby shower in an attempt to sort of, like, mend things between them. (laughs) And then, in, like, maybe one of the most shocking moments in any (laughs) reunion, Kim Richards had brought the bunny to the reunion and put it behind her pillow. And, like, Rinna hadn't seen it. And she basically says, I would like to give this back because I don't feel like it has good energy. And then Rinna, in, like, her soap opera actress glory, like, lets a single tear, tear. like, drip down her face. And she's like, okay. You know, whatever. Do we feel, like, whose side are we on in this situation? Would you guys accept accept something that you felt, like, had bad vibes? Like, she does a whole explanation about how she's all about vibes in her home, and she doesn't want, like, any (laughs) negative energy, and she felt like the object had a lot of negative energy. Yeah. I mean, I think I would I would keep it and just maybe not give it to the kid if I felt that yeah. way. But I know it's not the housewives' way because something similar just happened on Atlanta too, where yeah. Kenya didn't want to give some yeah. dolls. Someone. The rag doll. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
I don't. It's tough with the Kim and Lisa thing because generally, I think Kim is wrong. Like, right. The whole reason Lisa's worried about her sobriety is because of that terrible car ride that they had. Yeah, to where she was clearly like fucked night. up on prescription medication. Yeah. And yeah. she's cursing at her and saying, fuck you, like, how dare you feel bad for me? You don't know what I go through. It. Like, going crazy on yeah. Lisa Renna. And never really apologizes for it. And then tries to say that Harry Hamlin is gay and cheating on her. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's gay and cheating on her. Yes. She's just, she's done a lot of terrible things to Lisa just because she has brought up the, and like, Lisa's no saint, like, she's been bringing up the sobriety thing right. a little bit too much, but generally I feel like Kim is kind of holding a grudge because she wants airtime a little bit. Sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I would never, it's tough because if I think of somebody who is really, really under my skin and I just, like, really have no problem publicly hating, it's mm-hmm. hard to imagine a situation where they're giving me a gift. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, it, I hope I would be confident enough in that moment to be like, no, thank you. I don't want this. Not to keep <laughs> it and then bring it back to a separate event and then hand it back yeah. to them. Yeah. I think I would be, and then, in yeah, in real life, I would probably just like not give it to my grandkid if I really right. believed in vibes that much. Right. Also, but you're not the best judge of vibes if you kept that dog around. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The dog yeah. bit three people. Yeah. Like. The vibes around your home life are bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe seek some other vibes. I feel like, I, you know, in, I'm sure this is not how I would handle it in the moment, but in I would like to envision a version of myself where I'm a housewife and I accept it and I laugh at them behind their back, you know? And I, like, have yeah. a thing from, like, my nemesis, like, oh, that's that bullshit thing that my nemesis gave me, you know Yeah, what I mean? yeah, but it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Look up how much it costs, make fun of that. Yeah. yeah. That kind of <laughs> the typical stuff. Yeah. It's tough, too, because in that debate, we're seeing a, a perfect pairing of somebody who conducts themselves so thoughtfully mm-hmm. on Real Housewives, Lisa Rinna. Yeah. I think that everything she does is is very calculated mm-hmm. and she quote unquote owns her shit and like <laughs> she's gotten herself into into plots by being the bad guy and being the good guy and she's just very calculated. Yeah. And then Kim is the opposite and is a lot more it's trying to be involved in stuff but isn't it hasn't figured out her role yet and doesn't have as much power. So we're watching this fight between the two of them that Kim doesn't really have a chance of winning. Yeah. Yeah. What is she doing now? What is her life like now? Do we know? Is she married? Does she have a job? What's going on? She's <laughs> definitely not married. Um I, job wise I don't know. I know since the show she did the target thing happened since she'd been on the show right. but before the bunny thing I think. Yeah. And she did this, like, Dr. Phil interview. Um, right. That she Didn't she out. walk out of that? Why did she walk yeah. out? Because, well, it was her with her kids, except for one, one of her daughters wasn't there. But basically, Dr. Phil was, like, trying, <laughs> trying to get her to go to rehab. And she's like, well, my daughter's wedding is coming up, so I won't go anywhere that's, like, out of the state. Like, it needs to be close by. And so Dr. Phil's giving her a lot of shit. And, like, you know, I'm not interested in your, like... <laughs> your Hollywood excuses and all that and like just just giving it to her so she gets really anxious and then ultimately he's like okay the place we want to send you is in Malibu it's close by and she's like well I just feel very anxious and then she walks leaves. out yeah she just leaves so wow. I mean and she was on this Wee TV I think it's a Wee TV series called um like it's like mother daughter something like it's, oh yeah 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 so she'll always for that. continue to have like bit parts where people like seeing her face and all of that that yeah. makes me feel good for her I worry for her sometimes you know what her future is 
Um, side note, did you see Dr. Phil's house? Like, Mm-mm. oh uh, yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's cuckoo bananas. We'll post a picture of it on Instagram. It's literally like a Beetlejuice house. Like, it's oh. crazy. He's poured like millions of dollars into making it look insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's literally like a snake banister. Like, there's like snakes falling off what? of the banister. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely post a picture. Yeah, we got of that. you. It's crazy. Um, didn't Lisa? So Lisa Rinna's like nephew or something is dating Kim Richards like grand child oh, yes, or something yes what is up that, with that we saw that at BravoCon um uh, it is yeah Lisa Rinna's daughter yeah is dating uh Kim's nephew or something or yeah and they uh spent Christmas together like yes the, their families yeah so they like have to be together at oh Christmas, a lot which is really funny um, and we also, in our in the most recent season of yeah. Beverly Hills, did, did see, like, a fake sort of apology from that they, like, kind of made up. And then on BravoCon, they were like, we definitely have to make up. Yeah. Let's be friends. But, yeah, <laughs> what a headache for the two of them that must be. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> it would not be worth it for me at all if I really, if any of their issues are real, which it seems like they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have no interest in seeing the other one off camera. Yeah. yeah. Like, ugh, God, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Kim has the ability to like fake I think that's just must be how she is with with other women yeah. you know like she's just a little bit on edge all the time and like ready to judge and you know ready to point out what they're doing wrong kind of thing yeah she's authentically her like cause even the seasons where she's not like she allegedly is three years sober during the show but like I don't know that I'd want to hang out with her like aside from when she's sober like she's yeah. a little nuts yeah you know like the whole that that scene where she goes to see Kyle's new place, she's like, "Are those turtles on the wall?" Yeah, it's yeah. like, "Yeah." I'm like, oh, I like turtles. Like, she's completely <laughs> yeah. sober I next to turtles. Yeah. <laughs> what? She's just like very, and all her jokes are like very first thought and kind of like Kelly Doddish. Like, she's yeah. just very goofy and. I don't know. She it's, reminds me, like, when you said that I think of her as sort of, like, a crazy aunt. Yeah. She reminds me of some... This is sad. Sorry. Sorry, Kim. <laughs> but it's... it's. I mean it with the best, like, intention. Uh, she's... It's like someone that you, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, my God, Aunt Kim's coming over. She's so fun. Right. And then when you grow up, you're like, what the fuck? Like, what did I ever <laughs> yeah. think was, like, fun about this? This is, like, extreme darkness. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's dark. Yeah. It's, uh... But... It does seem like she's leveled out a little bit. She has her family. She has her grandchildren. I feel like a grandchild for her is, like, such a positive in her life, yeah. right? Yeah, it gives yeah. her a role, a very positive role. Yeah. And yeah. that's, like, super, I mean, it's not easy to take care of a baby, but being a good grandma is yeah. simple and easy to execute, right? Yeah. She's, like, just spoiling her grandkid and, like, right. gets to do all the fun stuff and not as much of the difficult stuff. And yeah. And, like, yeah. it's a positive relationship. And she hasn't been cast out of the Hilton circle, so that's very good. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very true. And I also, I don't know, I kind of looked at her during BravoCon and I was like, ooh, reasons to wear sunscreen. Yes. <laughs> like, your whole life. <laughs> like, yep. And maybe drink extra water. Lots of water. Yeah, she does look dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. It's nice that the, somebody, she has so much potential to, like, especially I remember in the first few seasons being like, oh, no, this is going to end badly. Especially after there was yeah. a literal death in season two. Yeah. I was like... Kim Richards isn't going to make it out alive. Right. Yeah. So I'm very happy to be doing this podcast in this year, and she's just still kicking she's it. She's still doing like, it. She's still doing it. Still she's great. It's Bravo almost Con. like her, yeah, yeah, she was like at BravoCon, <laughs> so I'm happy that she's just like still living her best life because she yeah. had a lot of potential to like really crash and burn in kind right. of a literal way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you root for her, even though she's not always the easiest person to root for, but I think you still root for her. Yeah, she probably, she seems easier to root for than she does to, like, take care of. Oh, for like, sure. as an yes. audience member, we just, like, want the best for her, and then I, but I also feel so bad for Kyle yeah. and people around to her yeah. who, it's their responsibility. Like, if she was my sister, I would go nuts. But if yeah. she was Alyssa's sister, I would be like, but we're rooting for her. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's your problem. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for coming on to talk about Kim. Do you have anything you want to plug? Yes, please plug. Ooh, um, I guess Instagram. It's my Instagram's Melsaw Boy. It's not private, so cool. <laughs> it's check it out. not private. <laughs> <laughs> Melsaw Boy. Oh boy. Uh, okay, boy. so it's like your name so inverted. Name. Yes, yes. Okay, yes, cool. Basically. Very we'll cool. tag you. And watch Blackish, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, Blackish. Watch Blackish. <laughs> All right, we should do one I love turtles in unison to, to go out. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. I, I love, love turtles. turtles. <laughs>